So we are back to doing some conference. I'm supposed to give you once a while a spiritual conference for the third order members, and I've been very faithful. It was mainly for practical reasons. I could not find anyone to record and so on, but I decided to do it more simple. We'll record here, and we, so people who want to listen later on, they can listen that at their home. So if you know other third order members, just mention that. We are member of the Society Sampaio's Tent, and we want to follow Archbishop Lefebvre and his spirit. And he speaks about having a solid spiritual life. When you speak, I have to take care of my spiritual life. It's a bit difficult word for us, and we immediately think about a Carmelite in a Carmel doing her prayers. I'm not a Carmelite, so how can I have a spiritual life when I have so many things around? And I found in Archbishop Lefebvre, but also in an Irish Holy Ghost father, Father Lynn, Edward Lynn, who wrote many, many good books on spiritual life. And I have to confess that I was amazed because as you are going to see, uh, there is a lot of similitude between Father Lynn and the Archbishop. They were both Holy Ghost father. Father Lynn was maybe 30 years earlier. This book was published in 1938. So that was in English. Uh, but at the time, Father um, Archbishop Lefebvre was a missionary in Africa. So there is a little bit of time. Maybe they, they got some, most probably, what they had in common was Father Lieberman, the founder of the Holy Ghost Father, one of the founders. And he speaks about, he writes many books, and one of them here, Why the Cross? And uh, this book describes here what is the spiritual life. He says that to live a virtuous life is to have a spiritual life. The habitual domination of these divine virtues over the deliberate activities of the soul is called the spiritual life. He said it is called so because the, by it the soul is detached from what is earthly and material and attached to what is divine and spiritual. So you see, the spiritual life is not something reserved for certain monks or nuns. It's for all of us. It's to lead a virtuous, virtuous life by which we get detached from this world and attached to the things of heaven. And he explained to us that our Lord came to teach us a true philosophy of life. A true philosophy of life, it means he didn't give us to say, you are going to pray this amount of time, on Sunday you go to Mass, that's your spiritual life. Now, he's going to teach us to have a philosophy of life, to live a Christian life. Christ's mission on earth was a complex one. He had to expiate sin by pain and death. So we know that our Lord came to die, and that was to the cross. He had to merit grace for all mankind by his sacrifice. He had to repair the outrage inflicted on God's majesty through sin, by a satisfaction in which the honor rendered to God should outweigh the dishonor inflicted on him. But that's the main function of our Lord. He came for us sinners, he died on the cross, so he can repair the offense done to God, 
and save our souls. His work did not endure. Having restored men to life, now we are forgiven. We can receive baptism. The gates of heaven are open for us. He had to teach them a philosophy of living. His philosophy was clear and simple. It propounded that man's highest good on earth was the attainment of the spiritual life. So the main goal of man here on earth is to have a spiritual life, to live spirituality. And that what man chiefly shrank from was the most potent aid to the resolution of this spiritual life. We have to love God and to shrink away from what impedes us to go to heaven. Yes. Happiness is reachable. He taught our Lord that the happiness was attainable on earth, but it was to be found only in the spiritual life, which is a life of intimate union with God. And he says that's why our Lord starts to preach, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. So our Lord came us, came for on us, came among us to teach us to carry our cross and to be happy in this world. Blessed are those who suffer, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, blessed are the pure. It's very often we think, I will be happy in heaven. But here on earth, it's tough. No, our Lord knows, and that's sentence that Father Lin has that I wrote him, suffering is an unavoidable fact of life. There is always suffering. But that doesn't mean that we are going to be sad and depressed. It means if we carry our cross as our Lord did first, we can reach a certain happiness here on earth, a peace of soul that we know the world cannot give. I give you the peace that the world cannot give. And this peace of soul, this happiness will bloom in heaven. But we have to understand how to carry our cross. Because I, as I say, suffering it's for everyone, pagan, atheist, those who don't believe, those who don't practice their faith, those who practice their faith, will all meet sufferings because we are here in a world where we are in a state of imperfection. We all are going to die. And just because of that, it's a suffering, the fear of death. And we see people around us dying, we see sickness, we see problems, we see concern, we see worries. So everyone has that. And how are we going to still be happy? So the world goes after pleasures, trying to find into distraction, into the noise, the remedy for these sufferings. While we know, and that's also a beautiful sentence of Father Lin, that the soul must feed on God or die. Either we feed, we receive our food from God, or we die. Only God will fill our heart 
with the infinite peace. The world will only give us limited pleasures that will make us more miserable at the end. And this message, very similar to Archbishop Lefebvre when he mentioned, it was in Jubilee when he turned priest in, uh, for 50 years, 1979, he mentioned that he was attached to the Mass, that he loved the Mass of all time, the Latin Mass, the traditional Mass. And he said, in the Mass, you have the message, the key, the rule of Christian life. The Mass, if it's really lived, understood, if we really appreciate and profit from the Mass, it will transform us. You remember in his sermon, he said, I've seen the fruits of the Mass. In Africa, I was going to some places where it was death, hatred, sin, and I will come back after they will be converted, and these people will be transformed, even physically, because they will have started to practice charity, honesty, and so on. It is necessary that we study somewhat the profound motive of this transformation. It's sacrificed. This word, sacrifice. This notion of sacrifice is a profoundly Christian and a profoundly Christian. Our life cannot be spent without sacrifice. It comes back to what I told you. There is always suffering. But if we make this suffering a sacrifice, we will be happy. Since our Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, willed to take a body like our own and say to us, follow me, take up thy cross, and follow me, if thou wilt be saved. I think for a third order member, for someone who gives himself a little bit more to God, it's this word that should be always in his mind. If you love me, you take up your cross, and you follow me daily. Where do we follow him? He has given us the example of his death upon the cross. He has shed his blood. Will we then dare, we, his poor creatures, sinners that we are, not follow our Lord in pursuit of his sacrifice, in pursuit of his cross? I think that's the spiritual life. To help us, you, by this conference, to follow him. That's Christian life. To take up our cross and to follow him. Nothing complicated. Nothing reserved to some mystical souls. That's the entire mystery of Christian civilization. The comprehension of sacrifice in one's life, in daily life. The understanding of Christian sufferings, no longer considering suffering as an evil, as an unbearable sorrow, but sharing one's suffering and one's sickness with the sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ. In looking upon his cross, in assisting at the Holy Mass, which is the continuation of the Passion of our Lord upon Calvary. That's why the third order, the third old member of the Society of Saint loved the Mass. Because the Mass is Calvary, and what Father Lynn speaks here on the Calvary, Archbishop speaks exactly about the same on the Mass. Because it's the same reality. We suffer. It's unavoidable. We have to suffer in this world. How are we going to find, where are we going to find the strength to carry our cross? In the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He did first. We will claim, oh, that's too heavy for me. Oh, I want to reject the cross. No, we want to follow him 
upon Calvary. Where do we find the strength? It's too heavy. We go to Mass. We attend the Mass, as Archbishop Lefebvre said, as we will be standing at the foot of the Calvary with the Holy Woman. Once understanding, once understood, suffering becomes a joy and a treasure because these sufferings, if united to those of our Lord, if united to those of all the martyrs, of all Catholics, all the faithful who suffer in the world, if united to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, then they become an inexprimable treasure, a treasure unutterable, and achieve an extraordinary capacity for the conversion of other souls and the salvation of our own. Our Lord became priest on the cross, and all of us we can share into that priesthood, the priest, of course, in a special way, because he's another Christ, but the faithful also in a little way, by suffering, by offer our suffering for the salvation of our neighbor. I suffer, today I'm sick, or I lost someone I loved, or I'm going through a period of, of suffering, today it's very hard. If I think about a soul in the purgatory, someone who abandoned the faith, someone who is struggling with his faith, someone who has been away for the faith for many years, someone who really need to go to confession. I said, these sufferings, I'm offering it up like the priest, like our Lord on the cross. I take these sufferings, I, I transform it. It becomes, as our Bishop of Eve, a treasure. Many holy souls, Christians, have even desired to suffer in order to unite themselves more closely to, our, to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's some souls are stronger than us. They even ask for suffering. At least let us accept the sufferings that God allows us to receive. Let us always remember that if our Lord allows us, permits the sufferings to come to us, he gives us also the strength to carry the cross. If he makes the cross, he makes also the shoulder that carried the cross. There you have the Christian civilization. And Archbishop Lefebvre speaks exactly the same. Blessed are those who suffer. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are merciful. Blessed are peacemaker. These are the teachings of the cross. Is it this that our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us by his cross? So that's spiritual life. Nothing complicated. But very demanding, of course, to carry our cross every day. But thinking what did the cross of our Lord bring on earth? Without the, cross of our life, without the cross of our Lord, we will all go to hell. But with his help, with the grace, the cross of our Lord opened heaven for us. So let us really enter into this Christian spirit. Everything is linked. The imitation of Christ the reading of the life of our Lord, going to Mass, carrying all. You can see here, you can have a, a life which is united. It's not, that's my technology life, that's my sleeping life, that's my eating life, that's my family life, that's my work life, and that's my spiritual life. And I mix them and I take like a little bit of each one according to the time. No, there is one life. That's my spiritual life. I'm a Christian. I'm following our Lord. It almost, don't follow me. He didn't say, the one who loves me, follow me when he goes to Mass and when he prays the Rosary and he tries to do a meditation. No, you follow me daily. 
when I eat, when I work, when I rest, I always see opportunity. I can offer my rest for uh, a good intention. When I work, I have this person which we are working, which have very difficulty. That's a cross. I can use this cross to apply that for the conversion of such and such sinners, for this person in purgatory. That's how these sufferings become treasures. So let us really, as we start this conference on spiritual life, try to understand that, this great mystery. And then we will find peace and stability. You know, we live in a world which is uh, unstable. And especially today with technology, uh, everything has to be quick, has to be changing, has to be uh, emotion go up, go down, and so on. And uh, people love something that I don't love at all, is to put these yellow faces into uh, text messages. One cries, one laughs, one is doubting, one is questioning. Everything has to be quick. We cannot even said take a phone call and I said, I am wandering in. We put three faces which are wandering and that's, that's the message. We have to be quick. We need to have quick reaction. And then we go through uh, euphoria, enthusiasm, and then depression, discouragement, and then again, excitement and despair. If you look at the world of today, people live by this emotion because they are constantly looking at what's going on and so on. Where is this stability? Archbishop Lovey was always puzzled by this lack of stability. You will see a lot of young men and women entering into the religious life. They wanted to be praised. And one day they were happy, the next day they were not happy, and it was like, there is a lack of stability. I think the world doesn't help, especially to know. But we have, and Archbishop Lefebvre takes this comparison, the bottom of the ocean is always still. Even there is the greatest storm on top of the ocean, the bottom is still. And what do we have to put in the bottom of our soul is that. That's the Christian spirit. There is a great joy. I thank God for him. There is a cross here. I thank God for it too. It's a different way to thank God by saying, this is very hard. This is very painful for me at the moment. But I take it and I put up on the altar and ask through the hands of the priest to be carried in front of God as the cross of divine son and comes down as graces for me, for my family, for those who need, those who are going to die today, those who are suffering in purgatory. When we think about just the number of people who die in one hour, in one day, they meet their creator and we can offer it. Now I'm stuck in traffic. It's very impatient. I'm going to fill up from the time I'm stuck until the time I'm free. I offer right up for all the persons who are going to die within these minutes. And suddenly we'll find happiness. We don't get angry at the, the other drivers. We find it happiness. And I don't say, sometimes we wish it to be a bit longer. Maybe I could have saved more souls if I would have been stuck in traffic for many hours. That's to be Christian. That's to use everything that's happening to us to think about our Lord, our Lord crucified. And then we find the stability, yes, the attachment to God, to our Lord, to souls, to the life of the church. The life of the church is exactly the same. Why do we have a church? To save souls. 
And that's why we have missionaries that went and gave their life, their time, their everything, their riches to save souls. They suffer for the salvation of souls. That's how the church was developed. Archbishop Lefebvre always brought, it's an, we have vocations because of good families, because of prayers. If you want, he was a Holy Ghost father, he was a missionary, but he always wanted to tell everyone can be a missionary. That's we have permanence in our spiritual life and to learn to not be completely destabilized by some comment. You know, we have a friend who make a comment. We have a friend who doesn't say good morning or says good morning in a certain way that we start wondering, is she upset? Is he upset? What does she has against me? Let us, she said, whatever, God is in my soul. I offer this little insult. This is a nothing for the salvation of my soul, for the salvation of the, of the, the others. What a pity to let our, ourselves to be thrown off balance by so little. Yes, we have to tell ourselves, I will have difficulties, trials, difficult moments, but I will hold strong. How can we hold strong? We attach ourselves to our Lord. Trial, temptation may come, even we might sin, but we know exactly what we have to do. We go to confession and we continue. We don't just sit and cry and despair. We move on. We have to cling to the solid rock, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, cling to the most blessed Virgin Mary, and just we move her head. It is my hope, says Archbishop Lefebvre, that during your life, you may attain such a love of God, such a nearness to God, that he gives you balance and peace, firmness and constancy in your attachment to God. I told you we have a certain happiness here on earth. Happiness comes, I told you, it's, it's impossible because we have death. But if we are able to have permanence, constancy in our spiritual life, that's where we'll have peace of souls. Something lasting. It's not like I'm happy today, but tomorrow I'm not happy. Today God loves me. Tomorrow God loves me. God loves me every day. And I know what I have to do to love him. So much that in all the trial, all the difficulties, all the contradiction, which may arise over the course of your life, will never affect your love of God. So let us, as we, let us, as we start this uh, conference on spiritual life, think about that. What is a spiritual life? Go back to what Father Lin told us. It's to have a philosophy of life. It's to have a life which is, which understand. I will just find my page again. The habitual domination of these virtues over the deliberate activities of the soul, virtue of faith, hope, charity, the main uh, lead, the main motives of our life, and then to practice all the um, moral virtues. And in it, in this, we have the example of our Lord. 
Our Lord died, I told you, on the cross to save our soul, but he led a life for 33 years. And in this life, we find all the examples we need. Yes. Having restored men to life, he had to teach them a philosophy of living. His philosophy was clear and simple. Think about heaven. Detach yourself from the, from the world. And a good way to be detached from the world is to use this suffering to think more about heaven, more about the cross of our Lord, and then you are able to understand the Beatitude. You know this Beatitude quoted here both by Father Lee and Archbishop Lefebvre were quoted by Archbishop Lefebvre very often. And we have to read them again to understand. Because all of us, we can put ourselves in one of these Beatitudes. Blessed are they, the poor in spirit. Humility. Blessed are they mourn, for they shall be comforted. How many reasons we have to mourn in this horrible world. Blessed are their hunger and thirst after justice. So many injustice, lies, betrayals in this world. Blessed are the merciful. That's something because they shall obtain mercy. If there is something we want to obtain from God when we die is mercy. You know, the sister of St. Therese of the Child Jesus towards her, the end of her life, Mother Agnes of Jesus, uh, she would walk and she was old, she was 90, and, she, and the nuns would come, Mother, do you need something? And she would repeat, I need the mercy of God. And that's what we have to ask. How can we obtain the mercy of God? Practicing mercy, forgiving others, excusing others, not rashly judging the others, having this mercy. Even sometimes it's better to be tricked Deceived by our neighbor than to accuse him of something he doesn't think, or even speaking of, of him ill, in an ill way. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. So that's too. In the world, we have so many temptations, so many distractions. I don't only speak about purity. There are so many things that fill our hearts with something that should not be there. Lack of charity, uh, news that we should not even know about it, uh, and so on. Let us free ourselves from that, so they shall see God. So we'll pray for each other so we can have a solid spiritual life, and hopefully we'll continue this conference to see the path to have a solid spiritual life. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.